Hello again, podcast listeners, and welcome to this episode where you're going to hear a recording from myself, Adik, and Mara Gleason, and Dejan White, where we talk about how Dejan, who is a 17 year old Southside teenager who really had a shift of mind about how the violence in his community is created and how to get out of it. And we met Dejan back in April and have watched him grow and watched him engage with his friends and his community and people around him and kind of recruit people into a new way of looking at it. The way he talks about it, there's been certain rules, certain things that has been sustained over years that people just accepted as reality and as something that you couldn't really touch or move and it kind of prisoned himself and prisoned his friends and his community into a certain way of living and a certain cycle of revenge, a cycle of poverty, a cycle of uh, being a victim and he's gonna talk about what really what really gets you out of that and how the the only way out of that is from the inside out it's from a change of mind and a change of heart there's really no other way to make Chicago or the world peaceful you can throw millions of dollars you can give people jobs you can you can rearrange everything in the external world, but the fundamental um, immune system, the mental immune system of people is low. It's very hard to use those resources to engage with it and to have it be sustainable. So we really uh, want you to look at this as the beginning of several podcasts. Like we are partnering with the Rebels for Peace, which is the organization that Dejan started to create after we talked with him. And um, you'll get to know several of the youth, several of the parents, and even police officers that are trying to make Chicago peaceful. And we really look forward for you to listen to them and learn, because that's basically what we're doing. We're, we're listening to them and hearing and letting their their own thoughts and ideas and wisdom come out and see how they transform their community. So this is a small beginning, but we hope you enjoy this conversation. So hello from Chicago. Today on this episode, we have One Solution joined by Dejan White, founder of The Rebels. So in this episode, we want to talk about how an understanding of the mind is the only thing that brings about peace. And what is it about the mind that drives violence? And what is it about people's understanding their own mind that allows for peace? And the reason that we have Dejan, founder of The Rebels, in the house with us today is because he's a brilliant example of how someone having a shift in an understanding of their own mind becomes more peaceful pretty automatically. I mean, you had a very, very quick change, which is part of what's really compelling about your story. Um, so why don't we start by you telling us a little bit about um, your old mindset and how that 
drove you to be more reactive, more aggressive, more violent, and how your new mindset is different and what allowed for that. Okay, so um, back then when I was, a, I was a troublemaker back then, I used to get into a lot of fights, a lot of altercations. I used to, I used to always think that I had to um, I retaliate against everybody that did something bad to me or killed one of my friends. So I thought I had to go retaliate. I thought I had to go make them feel the pain that I felt when, I, when they killed one of my friends or when they tried to fight me. Or I wanted to make them feel the same pain that I felt. And um, I had the mindset that like I wanted to put smiles on all my family faces. So my mindset was the more frowns that I saw on my family face, the more people's stuff I was gonna take. So I was gonna try to steal it, I was gonna try to take it. I wasn't gonna try to get it the right way, I was gonna try to get it the wrong way. And now like after I've been talking to Mara, she's been teaching me about the uh, mind and how that I don't gotta react to everything. I can just let it chill and like sink in, like let it just blow away. I don't gotta always go out looking for a fight or try to go make people feel the same pain that I felt when I got hurt. And now I I still want to put the smiles on my family face, but I want to get it the get it the right way, get it the legit way, other than going out trying to take people's stuff because I don't got what they got. So and um. Now I just see the world in a different in a different view. I ain't been getting into any altercations or any fights in three months. Um, I've been chill, I've been mellow. Like I could have had a lot of fights, but now that I learned about my mind, like it's just my mind telling me that I need to go do this and do that. Other people ain't, ain't the cure to my happiness. I don't gotta make people hurt to put a smile up on my face. I can just do it my own, I can do it up on my own, I can make myself happy other than looking for other people to make me happy. Yeah, and the reason why that is so cool is because we have seen that that is the case, um, believe it or not, in Norway too. <laughs> so, <laughs> And in any country you go to that anybody who feels a feeling and know that if I want to changing that change that feeling, it comes from me and not from the external circumstance. Immediately is empowered and immediately stops being a victim of anything out there, and is able to um, surpass their emotions and just let it go. Like like you say it very well, but like just chilling and just chilling just means like let, letting the thoughts pass, and then you feel better and you didn't have to do that thing that you thought you had to do. So, and that's the same process that I'm up against, that uh, people in Africa are up against, that people in South, uh, South America, North America, everyone is up against. The experience of it looking like I have to adjust something out there, and violence is just an extreme example of adjusting something out there where instead of me uh, doing softer things, I actually do violence, but it's the same process. It's that I feel something that I feel I need to adjust by doing something. And if I know that I'm creating, I don't have to do that thing. And violence is the same as going to yoga, really. It's just violence has more s severe consequences. 
but it's a very profound thing that you could realize that you have a free mind and it's, it's it, that good feeling can only come from you can only occur within you from you and in that way you create all the good feelings you create all the bad feelings there's nobody outside of you can do it there's no circumstance there's nothing out there that can do anything to make you feel anything it's only coming from you and that is the most powerful thing we have seen to totally dissolve uh, violence and just automatically land in a peaceful mind because as soon as an agitated violent mind is has passed our natural mind is peaceful that's our that's how the mind is set up to be it's peaceful and then we start thinking things and if we know that that thinking isn't real we'll just adjust down to the peaceful setting again you see that in kids and you see that in adults and you see that in gang members and in the police if they just wait a second they won't act on the same thing because they know it'll pass or they know what's going on it's just me doing it so it really you just described the solution to world peace but it was told in a personal Chicago setting but it really was the solution to world peace and the thing that was so interesting when we started having our conversations with you is initially you were saying that that cycle of violence was unstoppable it was really and 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 we talked with you a bit about it and I want if you could share more with with people about it today about how you know the second you think something outside of you is causing your feeling it creates a chaotic cycle that can't be broken because then you know to your point how you used to see life was oh if somebody does something bad to one of my homies then I have to go do something bad to them in order to feel better and then that if everyone believes in that that's never going to end because then you have to do something bad then they have to do something bad then you have to do something bad then they have to do something <laughs> you can see how that's where chicago and to adix point much of the world is trapped right now it's trapped in one single fatal misunderstanding which is that in order to feel better i have to do something outside of myself and of course to your point in this case violence is an extreme example of that i have to go inflict harm on this person in order to feel better and when you realize that's not actually how the mind works is that when i don't chase after that thought that reactive oh i got to go be an aggressor i got to go retaliate when you don't chase after that and you let it settle and you chill it passes and you get to feel better without having done something horrible that might kill someone else or ruin your life put you in jail forever whatever and the cycle suddenly broken for you like for you dejon sitting here the cycle is over it's not out of your control anymore you don't have to be a helpless victim to it you because you saw something about your own mind have broken that cycle for you and that's what i think you know when we first sat down and talked with you you were basically saying everyone is looking for that everyone is looking for a way out of this cycle because it sucks it's it's scary and it's it makes you uh helpless and you're always on the defense and you're walking around every day not knowing if you're going to be okay right right so uh talk a little bit about how you've seen that this is what your community needs and what your community is looking for 
Okay. Um, so like with during, like within my neighborhood, a lot of people let their emotions get the best of them. Like when something bad happened, they blow it all out of proportion. They want to get ragey. They want to like they emote. They don't know how to handle what happens to them. Like if something bad happened to them, they, they want to go do this and do that. They just want to go put rage on somebody else to see if that's, that's going to put a smile up on their face. Like they don't know how to deal with their everyday life. They emotions get the best of them. So, so I, I think that if if they learn about their mind and like their mind is telling them this stuff, like the outside world don't got nothing to do with what you feeling up in the inside. It's just your mind. I feel like I feel like they can deal with their emotions better, and then they don't gotta walk around with a huge chip up on their shoulder, feeling down, feeling like they gotta go do this or do something else to somebody else to put them in a bad predicament where they can't live their life the way they want to. I want all my homies or my friends to have hope in life and have hope that they can grow up and raise kids up in the neighborhood where they don't gotta worry about their kids, for them to get shot, they don't gotta worry about their kids being outside up on the front porch playing, they don't gotta worry about them, somebody coming to do a job app on them or nothing like that. So I just wanted to, I just wanted them to Learn about the mind, so like, so so like they can, so so when some so when some next bad happen to them, they don't gotta just hurry up and do the first thing that that come to their mind. They can just sit back and relax and just chill out and just think about is like is what you're gonna do gonna be worth it in like two three months after you've done it? Is it gonna be worth it afterwards? Yeah, it's it's um. When you understand the mind, you also get that perspective beyond the moment, like you expect, like you mm -hmm. talked about. That you, you're then able to not think about what do I want to do now, except. Uh, and you said like you, you start thinking about after this feeling is over, will I still be happy I did it? And you're not. You don't have that choice if you're a victim of the outside. If you feel like. If your emotion gets get the best of you, you don't have that choice. You don't have that vision of the future. You just don't see anything. You just see reaction. You just see you have it. But as soon as you understand the mind, suddenly you got options. You have options like even softer options like I could wait till tomorrow before I do this <laughs> or like but but even that is a step in like an option that isn't there in total reaction. And then suddenly, like, would I care in three months? No, I wouldn't. This really doesn't help me. And suddenly, you've had thoughts that has led you to not do the thing. It has led you towards relaxation or a clear mind. And, and that is the shift that happens when you understand how the mind works. So that it's not often immediately, but you start having helpful thoughts that you didn't have that kind of guide you out of that bad feeling. So the other thing I found interesting in what you said is that uh, that reaction of I got to go put rage on you like I love the way you said that because I think that is the the misunderstanding that is killing us right now is the idea that you put a feeling on me so I got to go put a feeling on you and the second you realize that the human experience does not work that way. It doesn't make sense anymore. Which is why I think it's been such a easy automatic shift for you. Is once you see 
how fake that is, <laughs> how completely misguided that is. It's like, oh, other people and what they do isn't actually what's causing my feeling. And, and to give a, a much more mundane, less extreme example, is like everyone knows there's certain days where traffic bothers you more or less, or like strangers on the subway bother you more or less, or, you know, a certain song bothers you more or less. But when you're feeling it, because your mind is agitated and you're all up in your head, you're like, the song sucks, turn off the song, I hate the song, it's ruining my life. Like that, that feeling that like a song can somehow ruin your life, you know, like at least I've had those moments. And yet other days I'm like, if I hear that song, I don't care, I don't notice or it doesn't bother me or maybe I even like it. So it's sometimes hard for people to see that it's that simple and basic what's going on with humans is we're mistaking our experience as being put on us and then we mistakenly think we have to then put it on someone else. And the second you realize, no, I don't experience the world out there. I experience my mind and my own thinking. And to your point, it's as simple as if I don't react to that thinking, not people or circumstance, if I don't react to that thinking, with time it chills, it settles, it goes away. And then when it does, I'm in a much more solid position because my feeling has shifted because I understand my mind. And, and if you're chasing this idea that other people are doing feelings to you and then you have to do other feelings to other people, oh my God, you're gonna live in an exhausting life. It's gonna be super stressful. Everything, it's like, it's like you have a terrible immune system. It's like you'll catch every last virus. Oh, that person looked at me weird. Well, that, that guy looked at my girlfriend and that person said my name wrong. And it's like, oh my God, you just become like one big feeling virus where you catch every single bad feeling and then you start inventing them. You know, like people do nice things and you're like, why you say that to me? <laughs> I was just trying to help you out, you know? Like, and you see that in people is the more they think their feeling is coming from outside of them, the more agitated and victim-y and blame -y they become. But the second they see how it really works, which is I'm only ever experiencing my own thinking, then they're free of that. They're less victimized, they're less blamey, and then they, it doesn't make any sense at all to go do something to someone else to feel better. Like that just goes away. So how, how was your experience and like, how come you haven't gotten in any altercations in the last three months? Because I think some people think, well, he's exaggerating or that's too good to be true. Or how'd you do that? You know, because there might be people listening that really struggle with anger and aggression. So they're wondering maybe like, how'd that happen for you? Okay, so um, I could have had a couple it altercations I could have went through or do a lot of bad stuff to a lot of people because in the past three months um, I had some homies get locked up. I had one of my homies kill himself. I had um, another one of my homies that got shot and they died. So uh, I could have did a lot of stuff, but like, but like I was like, I was on the edge to doing it, but I had a talk with my granny and she always told me like. Like, 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 um, don't go do something that, that you gonna regret that you did six months later. So if I go try to go fight somebody else and then I try to go kill somebody and then I complete it, then I go to jail. Like, is, is all that gonna matter six months later? Like, she was like, when, like, when 
like when like when when uh, you in jail, it's people gonna come visit you, people gonna come write you, send you some money, you doing all this stuff for them, but what they gonna do for you? And uh, she always told me that I gotta live my life up for myself. Like when if my homies die, like I can't bring them back. If I go kill somebody else, that is not bringing my homie back. If I go fight somebody else that tried try to fight me, that's not gonna make me happy. That's just gonna make me wanna fight even more. Like, it's just gonna, the, the, like the rage in me is gonna keep on coming. I can't bring none of my homies back, so what's the point of me going to go kill somebody else if I can't bring him back? All I gotta do is just make him proud while he up there looking down at me. I gotta make him proud, see see me doing something positive with myself. So 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 like I just I just sit back. I just gotta think about what I'm gonna do before I do it. It's funny because my grandma was really into sayings. She used to have this really cool kitchen table where she would wood burn, like it was a wooden table and she would wood burn phrases into it. So it's this table with all these sayings on it. And I don't remember, a lot of them are really funny. It was like, those who lie with dogs wake up with fleas, like <laughs> things like that. But, but um. One of the things she just used to say in passing a lot, I don't remember if it was on the table, which is a very common phrase, is this too shall pass. And I remember when I first learned about thought in my mind and the fact that I'm only ever experiencing thought. I'm not experiencing you and what you did to me or the situation or those people or that place. or like I'm only ever experiencing thought. And the coolest thing I learned about thought is that it doesn't have a life force of its own. Like it won't hang out if you don't pay a lot of attention to it. The problem is when we start obsessing over a thought and we think it's a really important thought. It's a big idea, it's a good idea. I gotta do it, I gotta do it. And, and angry thoughts and violence are like that. It's like if you get compelled by a thought, then you go running and act on it. But if you don't do anything with it, it goes away. And your example of the last three months is a demonstration of that. It's like, yeah, you had some opportunities where you could have gone into rage and, and wanting to retaliate and getting violent, but you sort of stepped back from it and kind of questioned it as opposed to agreeing with it. <laughs> and, and what my grandma always said in a different way than your grandma, but same end result is, you know, this too shall pass. So you think it's a really big deal right now. You think this is so important for you to go do this or whatever. But if you don't do anything with a thought, it passes. And when I learned that, that helped me relax and it helped me realize that other people and doing something to them isn't gonna change my feeling. It's literally letting where the feeling came from in the first place go away, which is the thought. So I remember realizing, like, oh, yeah, that phrase my grandma always said, this too shall pass. Like, that's true, because it's true, because the mind makes up what you're in, and then it passes if you let it. You got to preach more, Grandma. I know, that's why I said grandmas are the best. <laughs> yeah. Should that be that episode? Should we be done? I think so. I think that was a great first introduction. We'll end with grandmas are the best. Grandmas are the best. <laughs> People are wondering, like, what about Aedic's grandma? I'm like, she got, she grew.
created a great rhubarb soup. Rhubarb <laughs> soup. <laughs> she created a great waffles. She was great. That's adorable. <laughs> Alright, that's it for this episode. See you in the next one. podcast you just heard was recorded with anchor if you want to make your own download the android or ios app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast that's anchor.fm slash podcast